to hear what it's really like to be a voice actor. It's the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. Take two. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Linda. <laughs> How are all right, obviously we are in a live production studio, um, and this is not a, you know, big budget <laughs> affair here. Affair. But um, welcome to the Voice Over Gurus podcast. We thought we would try something a little different uh, since Alyssa and I actually live on Long Island and we do. Uh, see each other fairly frequently for her to come on down to the studio and we could be in person and actually do a podcast episode. I'm super psyched about this. Yeah, to be together here at the actual studio where so much coaching does happen. And we are two minutes after just finishing me recording yes. an actual VO in the VO studio of VO gurus. Right. So like it's really, really set itself up nicely for us, I it would has, say. It has, it has. It really has. We're very lucky to have the studio. And if you have the capability to get on the YouTube channel, then you get a chance to see. We have our nice little backdrop here. This studio happens to be Dave's uh, audio recording booth, studio booth slash he does record a lot of podcasts in here with yeah. guests. And this is like his little podcast table that he's letting us borrow. Um, so. We're starting a new leaf. We're going to start spring in a different funky way. Um, I enjoy alcohol from time to time and thought it might be nice to bring a cocktail or drink or tea or coffee or whatever your you know, drink of choice is. Whatever floats your boat. Exactly. So say. she's not an ice person. I have ice. Today we are doing La Croix. <laughs> seltzer. Raz Cranberry Seltzer. And I like how Linda prefaces that with today, because for Linda, that's today. Today. For me, that's every day. <laughs> today, I'm doing it. And I would normally put a little touch of this, which I would love, but we are coaching tonight. Um, so no, I'd be asleep in two hours. So we're going to have a little seltzer, or as they say on Long Island, a seltzer. Salsa. little spritz. Yep, a little spritz. Gotta love a spritz. Which is actually... When you're recording, the worst thing that you could probably be drinking. We may burp during this podcast. That's not good. That's not good. But cheers. Cheers. Welcome to the podcast. I mm. like it. I like it. I like mm -hmm. this environment. It's nice. The lighting's nice. It is. I really like this flavor, too. The raspberry. cranberry. Isn't that nice? Refreshing. Mm-hmm. Refreshing. And seriously, you put a little tequila, like even a shot in there, I think I have found my new summer drink. That is a good summer drink. When when I should say when I drank, mm -hmm. there were periods in my life when I did. Um, this for me would be an accessory to vodka. Ah, yeah, perfect. I was always the vodka soda girl. Yeah, you have the cleanness really of it and the big vodka soda girl. And hey, somewhere someone probably told me it was like low calorie. Yeah, it is. I mean, for health benefits, yeah, it's the best. It's the healthiest. <laughs> the healthiest of all the alcoholic drinks. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't drank in a while. How long has that been? Honestly, it, it, probably a decade. Wow. Has it been that long? Yeah, probably a decade. I'm trying to remember if at any parties that you've come to. I throw parties here uh, at my house and we have a nice small group of friends that come over and frequent them. Um, I don't recall you drinking did you ever maybe way way in the very beginning wow i like the og parties <laughs> yeah but the the, the old the, the old days that would be 10 plus years it was crazy no i know crazy but yeah i've never honestly in my life never 
I went through like these little periods where I drink a little bit, but mm-hmm. even in college when everyone was ripping, no. You know, I never drank in college, nothing. I studied, I was nice, and I didn't start drinking, thank you to my ex-husband, <laughs> until I left my ex-husband. <laughs> and I joined a divorce support group who liked to go out and drink. Next thing you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to start a martini group. And it went from there. Listen, that's character study. <laughs> it truly <laughs> is. She became a lady who lunched. <laughs> I did. And with that, she was a lady who lunched. <laughs> now, that's a good thing to bring up, actually, because character study is so important. And maybe you don't realize you're doing it. But, you know, give me your perspective on the benefits of character study. It it creates your well. You know, like, that's what I really say about acting in general, like, um, acting is a well. It's either you're pulling from the well of your own emotion, right? Mm, we have mm-hmm. a well of emotion. We have a well of sensory experiences. So you're either pulling from the well of yourself or you build up your well through observation. Like, I can at any point have a reference for anybody. Like there's a reference of a person that I've seen somewhere doing something. I don't have to personally know them. Right. I don't, I could have observed them in the line at a supermarket. Mm-hmm. And whatever about their behavior stood out so much to me that I'm just observing it and I can call upon it and just use it. And it's such a simple thing to do if you can start to pay attention to what's around you. Mm-hmm. Even things you watch in media, you know. Uh, I just had a lesson with a student, and it was uh, we went over a script about the YMCA. Okay. And I said to her, "Picture yourself at the YMCA," and she, you know, never been. Me, I automatically go to the YMCA, and I think about this one woman that is behind the desk. That the moment I walk in, she goes, "Hi, I'm taking the TRX class at four o'clock. Want to join me?" And I'm like, "No," and I keep walking. <laughs> So I think of her and her perkiness and her happiness because she loves to work at the Y or volunteer. I'm not sure the situation. So I said to the student, I go, think of that person. This person is digging the Y. This is their place. So now you need to become that person. And I mean, I'm not as obviously as as trained in acting as you are, but that's how I try to get to it. It's a great way to get to it. Yeah. It's a great way to get to it. You know, when when you can... You start to actually, what actually starts to happen is you realize that people are very archetypal. You know, like, I can do an Italian wedding. It doesn't matter what Italian wedding it is. Mm -hmm. The same people are at every Italian wedding. Yeah. like There's the one, there's there's this guy who's going (laughs) to dance like this, you know. And then there's always the, there's the aunt who thinks she's dancing, but she's really just talking about everybody. (laughs) Do you see Maria's dress? Oh, my God, look at her dress. But she's doing step touch while she's gossiping. Like, at every Italian wedding, it's the same characters. Okay. And you start to see life. Mm Mm-hmm really like that and you recognize that like we're all a little bit of each other right and it becomes easier and easier to pull out those things and like how that affects i mean it's when you're talking about screen acting or that's helps in the entire physicality of it because you actually are adapting your body watching how people shift their weight Mm. and you know but when you do that if i were to be a person there are people that can't put all their weight on both of their feet 
it's like they're nervous, so they're shifty. Oh, okay. They're always constantly shifting weight. If you're shifting weight, your voice shifts because you're not grounded. So if oh, ever something were to call for somebody who is anxious, you know, a script had an anxiousness to it or a, neur- a neurotic type of voicing, shift your weight. Hmm. You're automatically going to be affecting your voice. That's so interesting. You know, I took a class in the city years ago with a casting director, and one of the notes she gave me was, sit back on your heels and ground yourself more for the read. And I had never heard of that. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because I tried to do it. I wasn't sure if I really made the connection at the time. And and lo and behold, yeah, I don't know. It just brought down – it brought some sort of read that I guess was a little more – earthy and human and you know it it absolutely affects the voice so much so yeah like um i think of other people that i always call upon with myself you've met people in your life that especially there's it's happens more in women than men women that constantly move their hair they just constantly when they talk they move their hair if you go to that person who constantly moves their hair while they talk it's the easiest way to get into that always questioning because mm-hmm. i'm not really sure is my hair in front of my face mm-hmm. it naturally is going to change my voice to this uncertain questioning personality oh that's interesting wow and now for myself i know i listen to voices and hear strange things yeah. um, and take that with me into the booth. But having to look at a script and really break it down and think about where am I coming from with this, you really do have to think of this character. Speci- I say it to anyone who's listening and has taken workshops, specificity, specificity, specificity. So explain more about specificity. Specificity is obviously just getting as specific as possible and it it's like when i approach a script or when i'm working with you know my students get specific um see if you if you if you don't have the point of reference in yourself then go to finding that character go Mm -hmm. to seeing what they look like how do they stand what's the environment that they're in if you know that this copy is directed do you know do you know that the copy is is the character or the person or the voice speaking to the audience or are they doing it aside in their own head hmm. some copy is written as a thought in your own head some copy is written as speaking outwardly to an audience like these are like the really important differences to make sure you know in your copy right because if you don't identify whether is this voice coming from inside myself and I'm kind of sharing my inner thoughts to the microphone or am I actually talking to the microphone? And the way to indicate that is really what? Just to, you have to source it out from the words in the copy. You have to source it out from the words in the copy. I mean, because otherwise, if you have no direction or your specs are insanely weird yeah. or vague. Yeah. Um, so here's the other part. I know students may find it a bit of work, a bit of, you know, a bit of a challenge to create this character every time they have an audition, you know, and especially because there's time constraints. Is there, are there shortcuts? Is there any way to do this? Shortcuts are are building your well. 
taking the time when you're not doing your auditions to, to build your well so that it takes absolutely no time to go to it. Um, I'm sure you have that experience for yourself now. Yeah. You know, in your own work, you don't have to think about the character anymore. You just go, oh, here's my Midwestern mom. Right. Oh, here's my, I don't know, sultry sex cell. Right. You know, you have them, you have those keys that you could immediately go to. And it really only comes from practice and repetition of working with scripts. I mean, that's it. There's, there's like no other way around it. Other than just really um, training yourself as a being to be in that kind of observation. Mm. You know, um, I'm always in that state. Really? Oh, everywhere. Every restaurant I'm in, every You're... party that I go to, every interaction that I'm having, um, I'm always looking, and I'm not doing it because I'm like, oh, I got to study this for my right, acting. Right, right, right. You know, it's just, that's how you learn people. Yeah. And when you learn people, now you can call upon these these characteristics that are pretty um, it's a, it just amazes me how you start to be able to call upon them so quickly because that's how clear they are. When you start to look at people that way, yeah. now it's like immediately you, you can see. You know where you see it a lot? You know who uses this the most? Um, comedians. Mm. So much of stand-up comedy are, are comedians that are observing what is funny about people. Gotcha. Yep, that's true. And then displaying <clears throat> and showing us what's funny about people mm -hmm. and or what's whatever, what's common, what's quirky. Um, but it's a really great way to look at the world if you're going to be doing any sort of acting, any sort of creating of a character. I know for sure I do it auditorially. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I any voice, I'm constantly listening, not on purpose. It's just part of my DNA. And it annoys Matt so much to the point <laughs> where like he's like, I don't want to play you a song because you're going to say something about it. You're going to say something about the singer and you're going to ask questions and then I'm not going to enjoy it. And I'm like, but I'm not asking questions in a critical way. I'm genuinely curious as to why this person is is singing the way they're singing or speaking the way they're speaking. Um, it's, it, it's a genuine right like love of it. I yeah. want to know. Yeah. You know, I find it fascinating. And then, of course, it does make it easier to just transfer it to the jobs. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that and that's the key. It's yeah. The key. You're just building your well, and you can just pull it out. Build the well. The arsenal. Build the arsenal, man. Build it. <laughs> Build it. But it used to be such. A, it really, you know, I, again, I'm always talking about the fact that me as an actor, when I started my acting career, however many years ago. We were told, told by your agent, told by your manager, do not do voiceovers. Mm. It was the same thing with extra work. Don't do extra work. It was like beneath actors, right? It's not that it was beneath necessarily. It was just like if you go there, you're stuck there. Oh, like you can't get out of you it. You can't get out of it. And if that's where you go, that's where you are. And you'll kind be, of the perspective of radio too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like you'll you'll ha you'll start to wear this um, badge that says I was a real yeah. actor. And now, yeah, I went on. You know, one I was just I get emails from all the places that do seminars and this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, wow, they're doing vo like they're doing um, 
not even like like the seminars where you go and meet 20 agents right like that but the fact that they were doing that for actors for vo agents i was like <laughs> what things world? have changed things have really really mm-hmm. changed that they're setting up these seminars to for actors to be trying to get representation um from vo agents well, I do get uh, actors that come in and say, my voice, my agent, agent yeah. is, wants me to have a voiceover demo. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense because there are 40,000 voiceover jobs out there at any given time. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why it's like you're now competing in this pool of people right. who are not approaching it from the place of the voice. Yeah, they're approaching it from the full development of all the things they they're carrying as actors who have spent time doing this technique and that technique. I mean, acting is the foundation of voiceover, voice acting. Mm -hmm. And now I feel even more so it's even more important with AI coming in because what is going to make us different? Exactly. I mean, how how are we going to be different as voice actors? Um, if we do not embrace the inner actor, you have to take acting classes. You have to. There's not. Even, it's not even like a suggestion now. No, it's it's just you have to find the human quality, and it's exactly what you're saying, especially relative to AI. It's cre- my so side note. My <laughs> brother is one of these genius computer people, and he's on like the cutting edge when it comes to understanding how you can interact with AI and what AI can do. And so he'll almost tease me because he knows I'm such the humanist. I'm like the arts and humanities person, you know. And he'll tease me and send me these programs on what they're using to create the AI voice. Wow. They're even, it's even moving into um, songwriting at me as a songwriter, singer songwriter. So you just type in like glass, ice, tequila it will give you an entire song and then you can have the voice to sing it. That's, but this is insane though, because where's the, where's the connection? Where's the feeling? Where's the, you know, right. where, where, where is that? Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's our responsibility as those of us who carry like, you know, we're like carrying this torch of no, don't, you know, you'll never be able to replicate or replace what it is that, we bring, I bring behind a microphone. There's way too many nuances in everything. And uh, an AI voice can be programmed to do certain things and pause here and pause there, but there's no feeling. Yeah. You can't, they, they can't be programmed to feel and know on this line, I need to feel this emotion on this line. Uh, music, I was listening, do you know that um, artist Cinematic Orchestra? Yes. Okay. So there's that famous song, Home, or whatever, I'm home, I'll be home, oh, or something. Yeah, I know. I don't know the name of it either, but I know the you song. You know which one I'm talking yeah. about. It is effing gorgeous, okay? The thing brings me to tears. And it's been used in countless commercials, TV shows, and somehow it wound up in a wedding playlist, which is how I came across <laughs> it. And I was like, I don't really think I'd want to play this at my wedding because it's beautiful, but I don't need people to take out knives and start killing themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, I know it's about, you know, love. But, you know, you feel the emotions from that. How can a how would a computer be able to give me that? Yeah, it wouldn't, but 
They're trying. They are trying. They are trying. So we got to make sure they can't do it. Well, that's why you got to focus on the acting. And that's why we have that as a very strong component with the voiceover gurus. Um, because <clears throat> you can learn technique till the cows come home. But if you do not know how to... And, and all of that is imp- like, you know, it's like the totality. It's like the 360 of the training. Yeah. Because um, even in my VO session with, you know, today. Now, because I am so focused on connection and emotion and feeling, you get you get a piece of a pharmaceutical piece I like know. that. <laughs> how do you connect? And it's like, how do you connect? Mm-hmm. How do you connect? But it was going to, how did I connect? Who's going to be watching this? Where are they going to be? What's mm-hmm. the environment of the audience? And putting myself here, like, I actually put myself in the audience and heard the voice that I'd be hearing as an audience person. Oh, that's Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, that's how I found the read <clears throat> is by actually putting myself in the chair, watching whatever the presentation was, and hearing because we've all been in those environments where we've heard some sort of um presentation right so it was like me hearing what it would sound like and then doing it wow yeah that's a great way to do it and that makes sense too specificity there's your specificity for sure for sure well i wanted to harp a little bit on the acting aspect just because i think people are getting very afraid of the whole AI thing. Um, and I think if you continue to work on your craft as an actor, you will supersede. And there's gonna be genres that are gonna go, and that's fine. And that's fine. You know, but there's a lot of other work out there. I mean, a ton of work out there. Um, but you need to get to the top of your game to be able to compete and, you know, rise above the numbers of people that are, auction- are, are auditioning against you. And now, like you said, all of these actors that are have come in. into it. With in. that background. Yep, are coming in. And and part of there there's it's been a gradual progression. But I will say that now when the world um, you know, went inside and now everybody was doing everything from their home, auditions were all home based. So it was like it was just like a natural extension. Like, right. oh, let me set up a studio. Mm-hmm. And That's what COVID did. Yeah. So you know, that that added a whole other thousands upon thousands of people <laughs> into the pool. Yes. Because it was like, oh, I'm submitting my um, commercial. And there was no commercial production happening in studios. There was no films happening. TV halted. Right. So all of, um, I'm going to say, the, the working actors, and by that I mean people who are probably usually doing like your under fives or your five lines on CSI, like mm-hmm. all of those consistently working actors who are able to like support themselves, but they're not yeah. the lead. Right, that have income that could last them for three years while it's shut down. They were like, I, I got to get some I gotta chips work. in the bank. I got to work. Yeah. So what was still recording? What was still going? Voiceovers. That was the one, one industry that did, and finance. And finance, <laughs> right. But like it was still going and, and especially that virtual turned on. People were able to do all sorts of announced things for, for video conferences, meetings. So I did a few of those VOGs that were like virtual conferences. Yeah. And- you know, but as humans, we adapt. We adapt to whatever comes in, and that's why we survive. Totally. If you're going to survive. 
So our, we changed our starter pack, our online uh, course pack that we have. Um, and it's the class that you take online that teaches you like the foundation, the mm -hmm. foundational elements. Yeah. And so now instead of offering an evaluation with it, we're actually offering two hours of coaching. So you get an hour with Alyssa and an hour with me. Yay. Yeah. So you could be brand spanking new off the street going, I don't know if I want to do this, but I want to give it a shot. And very affordable, 549. You take the course online and you get two hours of coaching with it too. That's that's awesome. Which that's is a amazing. good deal. Yeah. yeah. So yes. I wanted to change that because I'm just, I like you have been concerned about AI and everybody's talking about it. And I'm like, no. We we will fight. We will fight. Yeah, you got. We got to stay in it to win it. Yeah, you know, we got we got to <laughs> stay in it to win it. That's really how it works. And you know, it's um, this kind of thing. It it, it serves you anywhere. You mm -hmm. know, of course, our listeners are interested in in VO, right? But you don't know where that where that interest will develop in life. And I know that by just approaching this and having some sort of coaching. I don't care if you're a doctor, a lawyer, a real estate agent, a teacher. Um, it just changes. It, it it just changes the way you approach speaking in general. Oh, totally. Like it starts to become. Brings a level of confidence. Brings a level of confidence. It, can, it just serves you in so many ways in life. We were listening to the student that was just here. We were listening to some older files. She started with me like six months ago. And the earlier files, I was like, see, your diction isn't great. Now you walk into this booth yeah. and you're clear. And because you're starting to train your ear to know what sounds right, what works for the voiceover. And the more you practice, the fact is, people, you got to practice. Right. You Practicing. Know, yeah. The more you do it, the, the students that go home and read and just read aloud or... Like I say, do funny voices. Just be a complete goofball. It doesn't matter. I mean, you can't That's, do anything wrong. I wish I could remember his name. I wish I could remember this this coach's name. But this is way back in the day. I, I couldn't have been more than 18 or 19 years old. And I went in to take voiceover lessons with at, at this man's apartment. Somebody sent, an agent sent me, and it was going to, like, this man's apartment in the city, right? Oh, God. And he was like... I don't know why he was held at this level, but this guy was held at this. His name wasn't didn't start with P, was it Peter? No. Okay, good. Because that guy got arrested. <laughs> wasn't that good? <laughs> he wasn't. No, this guy was nice. I don't want to make him sound shady. Okay, because there was another one that there's no, a whole. No, this guy was super, with. super, super kind. But that was what I. I mean, I left with a lot. He actually sent me over to the foundation for the blind. Oh. Where they do um, a news report. Right. Okay. And because everything is red, because they yeah. can't see, so everything is obviously red. And I would go, and that was like almost they they had so much content that they loved to hire new actors, people uh. just exploring VO because they had constant twenty four seven content. Right. And that was where this whole notion of every single day pick up and read the paper aloud. Mm. Just read the newspaper out loud. Take three articles because um, the newspaper in general is also going to train your mouth and brain in a very specific way just mm -hmm. because the content of a newspaper. Right. And how know? it's written. And how it's written. Right. Exactly. Um, and I still do that to this day. Really? I still do that to this day. I have – it's on my phone every morning. I get like the – 
um, New York Times, you know, like updates or whatever. Yeah. And I'll be in bed. I'm totally like bed scrolling. <laughs> and I'll just read it out loud. Read it out loud. Your diction's always been very good. My diction's pretty good. <laughs> diction's pretty good. You reminded me because when I was in college, University of Florida, yeah, I used to read uh, just academic books for the blind. And I didn't, at the time, I was trying to get my psych, psychology degree. So I wasn't even doing it to do voiceovers. Yeah. I was doing it because I enjoyed it. Yeah. But um, yeah, amazing some of the stuff you do. It, and it's a great, it's a great practice. It's, it also, when you get to the point, and I know you agree, like when you get to the point that you're pumping out auditions, you need to be able to have that mouth-brain connection yeah. ready to quickly. go. Quickly. Mm-hmm. It needs to fire up at the same time. You know, I know for even myself, when I'm not when I'm not reading or I'm not auditioning for lengths of period of time, um, I'm like, oh man, I got my brain yeah, and my mouth together yeah. here. <laughs> that is the easiest thing for us to recommend for you to practice if you haven't even started doing voiceovers or training. Just read aloud. Just read aloud. It sounds so simple, but it like really, really helps. And it could be fun. Yeah, like, it could actually make you know make something of it. It yeah. could be really fun. Um, All up to you. So we have workouts that we're doing, online workouts. Yay! Sure are. <laughs> so what do we have, two two a month? Yeah, we're trying to do like two a month. And um, if you guys haven't joined us for one, you definitely should. It is two hours, uh, a very chill, laid-back environment. I just hit my microphone with a drink. <laughs> and we have a good time because it's, it's uh, the ultimate in acceptance and allowing you to kind of spread your wings a bit. And you're only doing it in front of five other students. So you have that privacy. Nothing's recorded, and this is on purpose. I don't record anything because I don't want anyone to feel um, like, you know, yeah. self-conscious yeah. at all. It but is such a, it, it is, um, it is <clears throat> such a great forum. Uh, I, I'm always excited about it. I actually, so I come from conservatory. You know, I spent my life in different kinds of acting performance conservatory. And it reminds me. So we used to get, you know, a piece on Monday. We'd get assigned a, a monologue or a song or whatever. And that was it. We workshopped it with our peers. Oh, cool. You know, uh-huh. and, and it, that's what the workouts are. You're mm-hmm. workshopping this stuff with your peers and everybody is learning from each other. Yeah. And everybody's allowed to be in the dialogue. You know, it's open forum. If if someone wants to chime in with how the, someone else's read made them feel, like it's yeah. all cool like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, I, I really love the format. Of the online, yeah, the online workouts are great. So sign up, join us. We'd like to meet you, especially we love newbies at show. Love new people as well, as well. All right, well, thanks for joining me physically here in the studio, the Voiceover Gurus Studio. We do actually have a legitimate studio. Um, The Long Island people know that, but now you know it too. And uh, Dave Goldberg is also here too. He's too busy to come in and pop his head, but he is the one that produces the demos, and it's fantastic. So. Thanks, Alyssa. It's my pleasure. (laughs) Always. And uh, that wraps up another episode of the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. We'll see you soon. And cheers. Ah. Thanks for listening to the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. Real talk about the voiceover industry. Learn more about us and get coaching at voiceover.guru.